It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello Flyers fans and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. I am Steve Jaco. This is Craig Forsythe and we are previewing the Flyers week ahead for the week of December 30th and here we are between holidays and the Flyers sure are well, they're playing like it, Craig. Yeah, they're, they're definitely playing some hockey. And uh, made the last couple games interesting, but they did get a big-time win in Anaheim. So uh, this week, though, doesn't look like it's going to be any easier. But uh, they're definitely going to play these games. You can't argue that. Yeah, they will play these games. <laughs> and they'll be present. They'll have people in the building. Yeah, it'll officially count towards the standings, you know. There will be pucks and sticks there, yada, yada, yada. But... Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, running through the team real quick. Should I do that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. we can run through the team. Right. Let me, uh, read a couple of factoids off and then I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. currently they're in the first wild card spot at, uh, 22, 12 and five plus 11 goal differential. So pretty good at this point. Uh, you know, for all our good feelings about the team, I think you prefer them to be a little higher up in the standings, but yeah. Pretty good. I will say, I, I think, because uh, they flashed the standings last night on the overall league standings last night during the game, and five of the top eight teams in the league are in the Metro. So, you know, they're in the first wild card spot, but I think if they were in a different division, they might be in the second or third spot. So the uh, the division's not helping them with that. But every Stiff competition. Yeah. I mean, the other, the other numbers here are looking pretty good. The reckoning goal differential are fine. Halfway through the pack in goals per game, and then back up uh, their seventh in terms of goals against per game. They were kind of dropping a little bit in that category, but uh, that's gotten better. And ha- so as a power play percentage, they're now 13th now, and that seems to be the one thing that people point to as a weakness with the team. So if that's your big weakness and you're in the top half of the league, not really, not really a big problem, right? I think that's fine. Uh, and then the penalty kill is back up to being pretty good. They're sixth at 83.7%. Um, and driving, huh. driving play as usual, uh, they're ninth in, uh, shots for percentage and then 14th and expected goals for percentage and, uh, starting to get some bodies back, Steve, uh, raffle came back yesterday and sent Morgan Frost down to the AHL. We will, uh, talk about that on fly purpley <laughs> and then, yeah, we have opinions on the matter. Yeah, there's a, it's a, it's interesting, uh, and uh, we'll definitely talk about it. And then, yeah, you know, Andy, 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 sitting here looking at us. That would be uh, Andreoff, if you're curious, if you're not a Flight Purpley listener and you don't know who Andy, Andy, Andy is. <laughs> Steph's but, been dropping uh, some again. Too. Yeah, we got a whole, we got a whole slew of opinions coming up later this week, shortly after the new year begins. So we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, currently, it's good to see them getting some bodies back because for a while there, between the Eagles and the Flyers, I was wondering if there was just something wrong with the water in Philadelphia, or rather the water in Philadelphia, nice. that, you know, you got to drop that where you can, uh, that may have caused uh, all of these injuries going yeah. on because the Eagles, at certain points in the Giants game, they were just showing the injury list and it was... I mean, it was a whole NFL roster in and of itself. And the Flyers, not that far off. Yeah, the Flyers are, you know, they've had some injury issues, but uh, if they, they can't really feel bad for themselves considering the Eagles are, I mean, they're pretty much just made up of like cartoons and fake people at this point. And uh, they're still pulling out wins. But uh, 
Same with the Flyers. I mean, they managed to pull out a win on Sunday. Saturday was, you know, we don't need to talk about Saturday, but I I am interested to see what happens when Long comes back. The lines last night were Drew uh, Katori Voracek, JVR Hayes Konechny, Farabee Vorobiev Pitlick, Andrioff Raffle NAK. Um, NAK, I don't think, should be going down. He's shown he deserves a spot. I think he needs to stay up when Long comes back. To me, at this point, I think the obvious answer is Vorobiev going down because he played like ass on Sunday. And this Not is good. Now his, I think, his fourth stint with the team over the last two years. And I can't remember any distinct plays he's made on the ice. Both of his goals were pretty fluky. He's often gotten driven into the ground in terms of puck possession. And a lot of times when he plays, I forget he's playing that night. So I'm kind of growing old of Vorobiev. And we'll, I'll dunk it on more later in the week. But that was the all the best, all the best signs of quality hockey. Yeah, just from, you know, for Mikey Vobes. For Mikey Vobes, yeah, we can. We'll we'll think of some nicknames for him. We'll have plenty of time because again, it's going to be a while before he does anything uh, meaningful at the uh, NHL level. And then, uh, and then also Hag was in for Myers last night. I'm kind of interested that uh, AV hasn't tried a Hag Myers pair yet, just because you know Ghost isn't exactly killing it but that's uh I'm, I'm hoping he never tries that pair at all um so that's oh and then travis connect is an all-star that's probably the thing we should live with <laughs> hey now tk is an all-star yeah tk is getting his fill of smash mouth uh first career all-star appearance 34 points this season 11 goals 23 helpers in 36 games i think it's the right choice for the flyers right i mean um yeah i, I think- mean he He's the spark plug. He's also the guy who's been leading them in most of the significant offensive categories. And he's having a breakout year. And the thing is with the All-Star game, it's it's more important for guys who haven't made it before than, say, like a Claude Giroux or Jake Voracek, yeah, somebody who's been there. Like when Wayne Simmons was the, the lone flyer to make it, we were all super happy because Wayne Simmons made it. So I'm super happy TK made it and well-deserved. You know, actually, it's funny. I think you mentioned the Wayne Simmons one. I think that was the happiest, like, all-star selection the Flyers have had in a while just because he he was, like, the only good thing about the team at the time. And I felt like he didn't get enough recognition across the league. And then he finally got voted in. But, no, it's true. I, I'm glad that the, the league's finally starting to recognize that TK's pretty damn good. And uh, it's not going to be the last time he's going to the All-Star game. And I think... I was trying to think if there was another flyer that should have been going. I, I would have picked uh, Proroff as my other flyer. I think he's had a pretty strong season. He's had some incredible goals. He's played really good defense with Niskanen. Yeah, but um, due to the current goofy-ass All-Star format, yeah. you can only have one flyer. Only one flyer. <laughs> only one flyer. And I don't – well, see, my thing, too, is uh, I get, like, Seth Jones beating him out because the other two defensemen for the uh, the Metro were John Carlson and Dougie Hamilton. So, you know, they're – having pretty damn good seasons uh and i th- i th- i'm pretty sure they still have the one player from every team role but also corpus Allos on the team so i don't i don't think you needed jones and corpus Allo there but i digress that's a uh, that's neither yeah. here nor there uh and then the flyers might get a second option because claude drew is their last man in uh option uh when the last man in is uh now that the teams have been announced there's still one vacant spot for each division one player from each team in the division has a chance to be voted in by the fans, and Claude Drew is that for the Flyers. I didn't check what the other teams were, but I don't think Claude's going to 
be going in as last man. Maybe he will, but uh, I I, uh, I doubt it. Which I'll be if fine. Only, if only the city of Philadelphia cared enough about hockey to vote Claude Giroux into the All-Star game, and that is going to be my challenge to you, Flyers oh, Baby. <laughs> oh, man. Why don't you get off your lazy asses <laughs> and give enough of a shit about hockey to get in your coworkers' faces and say, vote for this, or you're dead to me. Hey, it's probably easier than going to games or buying tickets to go to the games. So you can at least do that, you know, just vote for Claude Drew to get in. That's all you got to do. It's simple. All right. You want, you want to talk about these games? Yeah, let's talk about these games. And the first one, the first one this week is the one they should win, which means they'll lose. <laughs> it's I'm glad you said that because <laughs> Tuesday night, Tuesday night, New Year's Eve, the Flyers take on the Los Angeles Kings. 9 p.m., so just as the ball drops or the building blows up or whatever happens at midnight on New Year's Eve, the Flyers will either be victorious over the Kings or they will be slumping their heads down as they continue their West Coast trip. I like how your two New Year's Day celebrations are the ball dropping and just uh, blowing up buildings. I like how there's the two. there's There's a reason for this. Back in the late 90s at some point, I don't know why I've never forgotten this, but Fox, instead of dropping the ball, uh, blew up a building at midnight. This is a thing what? that happened. What what year are we talking here? Was I alive for this? It was the late nineties. <laughs> All right, so I may have been born. Okay, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but like, I'd not... have to do more research on this. But this is a vivid memory of mine: was Fox blowing up the building, and I was of an appropriate age where I thought that was badass. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So you just want to, I mean, it's, it's a hell of a way to bring in the new year. I just, I didn't know that was a, I didn't know it was a thing. I, it, more exciting than the ball dropping, by the way, in my opinion. But I do also think that the game tomorrow against the Kings or tonight when you're listening is going to be a, for some reason, I just feel like they're going to lose it. I don't know why there's, there's no reasoning behind it. It's just, it's a road game. And for some reason, I don't have a ton of confidence starting Carter Hart right now on a road game. There's no reason again to that. But like, I just feel like playing the Kings, it would be a dumb game for them to lose, and and why not? Because they they seem to have some problems away from Philly at the moment. But looking and at Craig, th- for the record, for the record, 1996 into 1997, so two New years. years oh, never mind, 1997. Never mind. Yeah, 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 gotcha. All right, how big of a building? Well, that's going to require much more research. <laughs> I remember it being I thought you were just fairly large. Like, it wasn't a, a fisherman's shack or something like that. <laughs> I, just, I really thought you were going to say, well, that's going to cost you. Like, I was going to pay you to do research on this. Oh, that's a bad one. <laughs> hey, I got that one. All right. Uh, the Kings, though, are terrible at hockey. They are last in the West and 29th overall in the league. 16-21-4 with a minus 25 goal differential. 29th with 2.54 goals per game, tied for 18th in goals against per game with 3.12. 30th ranked power play, 29th ranked penalty kill. And then the underlying numbers are fine, but that pretty much just indicates that they they don't they don't they can't finish and they don't have high end players that are able to cash in on all the opportunities they're they're creating. They're currently third in a shot attempts four percentage with 50 a little over 54, and they're third in uh, shot attempts four per 60 and six in shot attempts against. And then they're first in expected goals four percentage. So they're first in the metric measuring quality chances for and against. So when you're at the top of the league like that, and then you're also dead last in terms of production, something something's up. 
And uh, for the Kings, I think that's just they don't have a lot of high-end talent up front. And uh, Drew Doughty's kind of had a, a, a bummer of a year. But again, there's no reason why the Flyers shouldn't win this game on Tuesday. I mean, the Kings are still relying on Jeff Carter to score their goals. And they brought in like 87-year-old Ilya Kovalchuk and let him go. They're not in a good place as far as goals. Oh, yeah, no, they, they just they basically can't. They have guys under contract until the year 2030. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're all, you know, it's funny because I remember you and I talking about this in the beginning of 2017, just being like, yeah, their cap structure is they're pretty much fucked for a bunch of years now. Like they're just going to have to endure this horrible phase of being a hopeless, terrible team. And, um, and some of these guys like Dowdy's not having Dowdy's Dowdy's having a very pedestrian year and, he used to be the reason why they would win games and he used to kind of, you know, hashtag push the boat there. Uh, and then Jonathan Quick used to Jonathan Quick is still athletic and spry and crazy when it comes to trying to block every single shot and now that he's getting older and losing some of that reaction time and the defense isn't as great in front of him. Uh, it's showing up on the scoreboard. So the quick has he's 10 15 and 2 this year he's got an 893 save percentage and a 3.05 goals against average uh jack campbell is really not doing that much better he's 6 6 and 2 with an 894 save percentage and a 2.84 goals against average uh we should the fire should be seeing quick on tuesday um it's the only game the kings have in a 6 day span how often do you think I say that like kind of stuff? I feel like every other team the Flyers play has like just a week off except for the game against the Flyers. I don't know oh, if yeah. I'm trying to create a conspiracy theory there, but I'm just saying. This goes all the way to the top, all the way to Batman. Yeah, I'm watching you, Batman. Um, <laughs> but looking at the Kings, that Dustin Brown has missed the last couple games and wasn't at practice today. Joachim Ryan missed their last game and wasn't at practice today. Trevor Lewis and Alec Martinez have been out for a while, uh, and Alec Martinez shouldn't be back he's not gonna be back being aware he's not gonna be back in time for the uh the flyers game and he's a probably a big reason why they're not doing too great at the moment but so to talk about how the kings create or have a lot of uh pucks thrown at the net but can't cash in listen to these uh these stats you're not gonna believe it i found some stats um the team has seven games where they've produced 40 shots or more um looking at the rest of the league the kings have 10 of the 238 forwards who have played 400 or more minutes at 5-5 five five this year. So 10 of 238. Tyler Toffoli has the highest points per 60 at 5-5 five five with 2.11. So pretty much that just, you know, equals out. Um, if you're However much all this time you have, it equals out what the rate is, yada, yada, yada. Um, it's time, yada, for, yada, yada. <laughs> time for That's my favorite stat is the yada, yada, yada stat. <laughs> yada, yada, yada is for 60. <laughs> but the 2.11 is tied for 68th best among forwards with Steven Stamkos. So he's at 2.11. Kopitar is next on the Kings with 1.69 nice points per 60, which is good for 138th on that list. So they have one forward in the top 137 in terms of production across the league. So that's why they suck. None of the, nobody in their top six, nobody in their lineup is producing at all. That's Copa, not good. That's pretty bad. And for comparison's sake, because I'm sure these numbers are missing some people, compared to the Flyers, the Flyers have two players over 2.0 points per 60. Connecting has got 2.43. Uh, everybody's favorite JVR is 2.41. And then they have a total of four players over 2.0. 
or no, they have two players over 2.4, four players over 2.0. So Katori is 2.07 and Voracek's 2.03. And again, the Kings only have Tyler Toffoli at 2.11. So they might throw the puck at the net a lot, but it's not producing it much. It, it kind of feels like the Hurricanes teams of a couple years ago where they had a lot of forwards that could produce a lot of volume and get a lot of chances, but they couldn't score and they can't get a save. So it's kind of like, like the game tomorrow might feel like the Flyers are getting massively outplayed, but the Kings aren't going to score and Quick probably isn't going to bail them out is how I feel like it's going to go. To the naked eye, it may appear the Flyers are getting outplayed. <laughs> I assure you, my friend, they are not. I mean, you could even you could even say it's like Dave Hackstall where you know the, they're getting lots of shots on goal, but they're pretty shitty point shots. Yeah, and I'm not. I don't even know if that's really what. I don't know if that's what's going on with the Kings. I think it's just they, their forwards aren't like they just don't Good. have forwards. Yeah, they just don't like even Jeff Carter, They're old Jeff and Carter, bad, or Tyler Toffoli, who's like pretty good. Yeah, and Tyler Toffoli, even I, he's had one 20 goal season in the last three years, and he's like the guy everybody thinks of. I, or I mean, everybody knows Kopitar, obviously. Kopitar, by the way, selected to his fifth All Star game. He's got 35 points in 41 games. So he is the one that is actually doing something on this team. Uh, 15 goals so far. And um, But speaking of Drew Doughty, he is their, uh, the Kings' last man in option. And he's got 25 points so far this season, averaging almost 26 minutes of uh, ice time per game in 41 games. He's also got a negative war rating. And all of his, all of his underlying numbers are pretty much just that of, of, of a replacement player. So when you're getting that out of Dowdy, who was a guy that pretty much led your blue line for years and was one of the best defensemen in the league when you played a really tight defensive system, is now league average, that's going to mess up your team as well. So I, it should be a win, but, I mean, you're in agreement. This feel, For some reason, it feels like a loss is coming up. The Flyers find a way in these situations. Well, and specifically, they always find a way. I feel like they've never had particularly good luck against John Quick. I mean, I'd have to look at the the career splits on that one, but it, it feels like Quick always has a good, solid game against them, even though yeah, Quick's true, numbers actually. right now, and it, just to remind me, did you go through Quick's numbers? Cause I, I did, but I mean, you can I just can't, again. I cannot reiterate this enough. He is 10, 15, and 2 with an 893 save percentage. 893. And a 305 GAA. Like, yeah. Those are 80s goalie numbers. Now, that's an all-star in <laughs> 80s goalie numbers, but those are 80s goalie numbers. Yeah. And, like, the, th- the thing is, like, when the Kings were good, they were good because they were they they were a dominant puck possession team. So the Hawks used to be really good because they would dominate puck possession, but they were fast. They were all about zone entries. Everybody on the team could weave in and out of playing offense defense. It was ridiculous. The Kings were just big. They would bully you, but they would also dominate puck possession. It was just a much slower game and you weren't going to get offensive chances. So now that you have that same old aging roster playing, getting further and further away from being able to play the speed game, and then you bring in replacements that don't even match what you left, like they're, I, I'm glad I'm not a Kings fan for the next couple of years. It would have been a nice couple of years ago, but they're definitely going to pay for those cups for a decent amount of time. It's going to be painful. They're paying the toll. They're paying the toll, baby. Uh, and then one team that almost didn't pay the toll and got to pay the uh, or got to uh, see a cup early in its franchise's history is the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Who the Flyers? Nice little transition. Nice. Yeah, yeah, pretty... Give you a little golf clap for that one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm assuming you're doing it. I can't hear it, but I'm gonna take all the golf claps I can. So, 
they they'll play the Golden Knights at ten o'clock on Thursday. You can watch it on NBC Sports Philly. Golden Knights lead the Pacific now at twenty one fifteen and six plus six goal differential. Uh, middle of the pack in terms of goals per game, twelfth in uh, goals against per game, tenth ranked power play, ninth ranked penalty kill. They're also a pretty good uh, play driving team. They have their seventh in terms of shot attempts four per uh, percentage. Six in terms of uh, shot attempts, four per 60. And then there's six in expected goals for uh, percentage. And they're first in terms of the offensive quality of that. So in terms of generating the uh, most amount of quality chances per 60, the, the Golden Knights lead the league. So Thursday night's game, I have a completely different expectation of that they're going to be a lot for the Flyers to handle. I expect that to be really a difficult game. I mean, the game earlier in the year should have been a lot closer or a lot more difficult of a matchup, but the Flyers just eh, got a little opportunistic. Uh, maybe got some bounces that they usually don't get, but uh, whatever, I'll take it, you know. And uh, looking at the Knights, so nice they've... four to two loss to the Kings, and then I'm thinking a solid three to two win over the Knights. So yeah, yeah. So real down watching. after that Kings one, <laughs> and then real up again after that Knights win. Oh, they beat a good team. We're back on top, baby. It, it, it sounds about right. Whenever this team hits the road, you have uh, there's no way to tell which way it's going to go because they have some real clunkers on the road. Yeah, Th- this team is so much better at home. Just unbelievably better I, at home. Yeah. everything goaltending, <laughs> like it's just it's absurd. So uh, I'm thinking of Saturday night's game. Obviously, the Sharks. Uh, they had that clunker of a game in Florida and Frost debut. I know that there's a unique situation with that road trip. Colorado, Winnipeg, and Minnesota, but still you can point to that. And then they also had the Pittsburgh and Islanders games earlier in the year on that back-to-back weekend where they were just like, you know what, I don't really feel like playing this weekend. And then they just kind of pooped the sheets. So, But looking at the Golden Knights coming back. The sheets. uh, (laughs) That's the most PG way you can possibly say shit the bed. (laughs) Thought I'd switch it up. Yeah. Uh, But so the Golden Knights in the middle of October had a three-game losing streak to cap off a stretch where they had eight losses in 10 games. Since the end of that 10-game span, they've gone 10-4-2 and two, and have grabbed 22 out of a possible 32 points to move into first in their division. Uh, and looking at the numbers, it really hasn't been because of uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, even though he is going into another All-Star game, his fifth career All-Star game. On the season, he's got a 9-12 save percentage and a 2.74 GAA. Over the last six games, though, he has an 880 save percentage. So hopefully the Flyers will try and take advantage of that. It looks like the Flyers will be playing the Golden Knights. Uh, or, I mean, yeah, they'll be playing the Golden Knights, obviously. It looks, it like, looks like the Flyers will be playing the Vegas. Uh, am I reading this right? Golden Knights? <laughs> Craig Forsyth, professional voice blogger. No, uh, it looks like they'll be getting flurry because, again, the, the Golden Knights don't have any weird uh, schedule quirks this week. They play the Ducks on Tuesday, and then they play the Blues on Saturday with the Flyers on Thursday. So we will not I, – I don't believe we'll be seeing Subban, but Subban has a record of 6-6-3 six, six, and three with a 9-4 save percentage. Uh, and then keeping the All-Star game theme going, Max, Max Pacioretty is the Golden Knights' last man in option. Of course, he's been as advertised for the Golden Knights. He has 40 points this season. Uh, team high 40 points, team high 16 goals in 42 games. So he's turned it on. They still have, they still got everybody from last year. Uh, they're going to be a threat again. I I really think they could be a team that comes out of the West, uh, considering some of the other, uh, I mean, especially the Pacific. I think they could definitely come out of the Pacific. 
uh, and I think they can. I think they can hang with the Blues or the Avs or whoever else could come out of the Central, uh, and they will be without Cody Eakin. So they're coming into the game pretty healthy. Cody Eakin's their only big injury. He's missed the last four, 14 games with a uh, just a terrible case of the UBIs. And uh, so you're, you're thinking this is a win on Thursday, though, Steve? Uh, yeah, I'll be overly confident here. Yeah, I'm going to say a win, 100%. <laughs> Tight three to two Flyers win. I will say, uh, I don't know if I want to say it, though, because if I say it, it's definitely going to jinx it. They they haven't lost in Vegas yet. So now that I've said it, you know, I just want you to put that and to factor that into the situation because they won – they won in Vegas the week after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. The Eagles won the Super Bowl two years ago, by the way. And then they opened the season in Vegas last year. So I think uh, maybe they're due. I'll, I'll go. I want to see a win, though. I'll go with you. I'll say they win. Yeah, yeah. They win just like the Eagles won that Super Bowl, 41-33. to Tom Brady dropped the pass. Nick Foles caught a touchdown, you know? Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> How excited, real quick. How excited are you that the Patriots actually have to go through a whole postseason this year? Like they actually have to win some games before they beat the shell of a bad team and then are just in the AFC championship. Isn't that nice? Like they actually have to do some work this oh, yeah. year. Yeah, you yeah. know, it is nice. Finally yeah. getting off their asses and, and earning that American dream. Yeah, course. they're getting they're finally doing their job. That's yeah, right. Finally, you know, finally Turn doing their job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and I mean, they're gonna I, cheat their way to another Super Bowl, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. I was going to say, but hopefully the Flyers do their job on Saturday night as they'll be in Arizona taking on the Yotes. Uh, 8 p.m. on Saturday, NBC Sports Philly. Coyotes are third in the Pacific. In the Pacific. And, yeah. At 21-16-4 with a plus-eight goal differential. 23rd in goals per game. Fourth in goals against per game. 2.56. Uh, and didn't the they just make a, a nice acquisition for themselves? Oh, they did. Sorry, they did add. Wow. I was on mute there too. So that was, uh, <laughs> we're yeah, having good, a good time tonight. Good. This time. is a good <laughs> Taylor Hall. They did add a gentleman by the name of Taylor Hall. He's been, he's been okay. Although the team, I believe, is two four zero since he's joined. But uh, yeah, Taylor Hall is the big deal with the Coyotes right now, and with a team that is, although their numbers really don't support this case, uh, they're a very defensive structured team. They're very well structured defensively, and Kemper and Ranta have been on top of their games this year. They're kind of annoyingly a little bit like the Islanders of the West. Or that's at least the way I like to compare them to another team. And uh, Taylor Hall joining them now gives them Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel on the top line. Phil Kessel hasn't had a great year. But uh, in six games so far, Taylor Hall has two goals on 17 shots with the Coyotes for and has four points as well. At 5-on-5, five five, he's played with Christian Dvorak and Kessel for a little over 53 minutes. They have a 56.5 shot times four percentage, 60.4 expected goals, four percentage, and have three goals for and two goals against. So I think over time, that line is only going to get better. You get that team one line that can consistently be a threat offensively all game, and then you take away high danger chances for the opponent all game long and Ranta and Kemper on their game. Coyotes might be the surprise team of the year. I mean, I I thought they might squeak into the playoffs this year. I didn't expect I didn't expect anything more than a wild card, honestly. So if they end up being second or third in the Pacific, I think that'd be a a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, pretty 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 good first <laughs> half for the Coyotes. 
And, you know, you've they probably had like 10 people watch it, but it, it's fun to see. It's nice when the coyotes do nice yeah. things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they've uh, and they've done a lot of this without Jarmerson, too, who would definitely help the whole taking away opponents' offensive chances thing. But uh, it's really been the goaltending that's been a big reason why they've been able to be successful this year. Kemper, luckily for the Flyers, is still out, and I think he might be back for Saturday's game. He's he was tabbed week to week with an LBI injury on the 19th, so he might be back for the game on Saturday. But at the moment, 15 8 and 2, 929 save percentage, 2.17 GAA with a pair of shutouts. He's also uh, Arizona's lone All Star uh, this year. It's his first All Star appearance because he's Darcy Kemper. Um, and then Antivanta <laughs> is 6 8 and 2 with a 913 save percentage. One shutout and 2.92 GAA. Backup's got a 9.13 save percentage, and he doesn't have a winning record. You gotta, you gotta love goalie stats. I mean, goalie records. You gotta, you gotta love goalie records. They're very official stats. Probably <laughs> the most important stat, especially when you're considering the Vesna. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's it's the the big thing I look at is just who's getting those wins. I don't care about the work. I don't care if they're the reason why they're winning. Who's getting me those dubs? So, uh, and the Flyers might see. They probably won't. They're probably going to end up seeing Ranta, I think. Yeah, so Aiden Hill, though, uh, he's a prospect the Coyotes have had since 2015, I believe. Got a lot of decent amount of work last year. Made his season debut two days ago against the Golden Knights. Uh, last season, he went 7-5-0 with a 9-1 save percentage in 13 games. If Kemper's still out and something happens to Ranta, they might end up seeing him, but I think they're going to see Ranta. The Coyotes, uh, it's their only game in four days. Uh, when they play the Flyers, they have all Friday and then they have two days off after the Flyers game. It's like so. a recurring theme. Yeah, again, yeah, again, ironically, yeah, nice cushy uh, break before and after the Flyers game. Again, Batman. I mean, you know, uh, but anyway, all the way uh, to the top, all the way to the fucking top. But Clayton Keller top. is also Arizona's last man in option. He has 29 points in 41 games. So Coyote, like the Coyotes and Golden Knights games are going to be tough, especially with this team on the road. I think they could be, I don't think they're going to be ugly games. I just don't think they're going to be pretty. Six I think to two just, Flyers win. <laughs> that would be exactly what happens is they, yeah, them going out and waxing the Coyotes like five, nothing would be exactly what happens after our predictions this week. But also love the use of waxing there. Yeah, I got that. And I got poop the sheets in there. And also I brought back hashtag, push the boat i'm i'm helping the brand tonight steve i just want you i want to point those things out so you're aware that i'm helping out the brand but uh you got what do you what do you think for goalies this week anything special or you're just thinking maybe you should just pick one i'm thinking you should just you know pick one out of the hat and and go at it i mean if he's really a coach if he's hardcore he's just going to use the same goalie for every game If he's not a phony, if he's really about, if he's really serious about doing this whole coaching nonsense, if I think he's, he's really gonna... serious, he's going to pick up windsurfing and use the same goalie for all three games. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I'm glad you brought up windsurfing. I because I don't really care which who starts which games. I will say though that if Haxtell was still here, Elliot would have started last night. Uh, he would have made him go through two practices today start tomorrow and then probably Thursday and Friday's game. And then he would make him walk back to Philly. I think that would be Dave Haxtell's uh, way to go about handling Brian Elliott. I think, uh, are you worried about Hart on the road? Do you care about Hart on the road at all? His splits are a little, it's weird. Uh, yeah, it's weird. But like, I, 
like I think the Kings game, I think that's just going to be I, I feel like I'd want to play Hart because he's he doesn't often f- play in games where he sees a high volume of shots against, but when he does, he seems to do pretty well in terms of getting in a rhythm and then just not letting anything in. Like he did that against the Ducks a couple of weeks ago. But again, Elliot's been fine on the road too. He's been b- better on the road I think than at home, so I don't really care. And there's no back to back, so just AV just don't fuck it up this week. That's what I'll say. Don't we're all watching. Don't mess it up. Get it right and not wrong. Yes. It's not that hard. Just do that. Just do that. You know? Uh, and, uh, but I will say Brian Elliott is the player of my week. Player of the week. The player of my week. He made my day. What a guy <laughs> at Brian Elliott is. He's real well. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a real killer guy out there. He's real nice. You know, I like the Brian Elliott call this week just because, uh, you know, hard has pretty much struggle. told him to pick him. <laughs> I did tell you to pick him uh, as a joke, but then we thought about it. And we're like, it makes sense. He's played yeah, better on the road. And, yeah. He's got should those better be, road splits. Should, should be a winnable game against the Kings. So I mean, it, this is, of course, you're, you're skipping last week when, when you failed miserably with yours. Failed miserably. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I just yeah. want to go. Phil Myers, it. who I love, and I'm sorry this happened to him. Phil Myers, zero goals and a healthy scratch. Healthy scratch for Robert Hag. That's when it's a bad week. Not just a healthy scratch, but when Robert Hag is taking over your work. You know, it's not, not great, Bob Hag. Yeah, not great, Bob Hag. Not great. Yeah. I went with Kevin Hayes, who was a hero last week. A hero. <laughs> Two goals against his old team, and well, I'm going to count it, even though we we didn't include it in the forecast. I'm going to count it. And then, uh, although you, I will give you props there. You almost correctly predicted the exact score oh, of the man, Rangers game I know. that uh, I only ruined by texting you when you were up at that exact score. Yeah. And then NAK said, forget all that. and went bar down on Henrik Lundqvist. I think you mean <laughs> Rich Daddy. That, you know, when, that's when you know the universe doesn't want you to get a prediction right. When a guy who started the season in the AHL goes fucking bar down on Henrik Lundqvist to kill a prediction, you know, but whatever. Two goals care. for Kevin Hayes against the Rangers and the winning goal in the Ducks game. So, yeah, I like them apples. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. All right, mm. go ahead. Who did you pick this week, All-Star? I'm going with the All-Star himself, the Jerk Store himself, the Jerk Store's all-time bestseller, Travis Konechny, TK. I think he's going to put the Jets on this week and kick some ass. I, I can see that. And against the... Against teams like the Kings and the uh, Coyotes, uh, hopefully he should be able to thrive in those situations. But, uh, yeah, I'm thinking now, unfortunately, now that I picked Brian Elliott, he only plays the Kings game and they lose. That's <laughs> that probably that. Do that, and then one of these games we'll get a Hag-Myers pairing, and then I'll just want to, yeah, just the worst predictions ever. <laughs> Flyers forecast, the worst predictions ever. Flyers forecast, please ignore all this information. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, gang, that's all we got. If you have any feedback, the best place is on Twitter. You can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. I am writing a lot this week. I'm doing, been doing daily uh, World Junior Championship updates, uh, and tomorrow I'll have another one, along with I believe. Now I haven't decided if I'm going to do the top ten, or if I'm going to go back and rank every single one of the overtime goals the Flyers had in the 2010s. I think I'm going to try and do every goal from the 20 or every overtime goal from the 2010s. And I should have that out tomorrow. Let's see if it happens. (laughs) 
this is, of course, what Craig will be doing when he's not walking around Philadelphia during the Mummers parades as a knockoff gritty. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do I'm pretty much just going to do these articles and then just sleep until I have to wake up for that. Yeah. So you, you can find me in South ready. Philly. You're, you're just like that fake Elmo that walks around. You know, you're, you're, <laughs> you're a big fake gritty and you're just going to walk around waving at people and just the, causing trouble. Just like a gritty with like a like really thin hair and like the eyes are crossed and like just the worst. Yeah, I can, I can see it. We can definitely do that. Yeah, we can do that. We can make it happen. Uh, you can reach me at Flyperbole or at Estee Bomb, but you know, for hockey, make it Flyperbole. Make it Flyperbole. Speaking of Flyperbole, listen to Flyperbole, our other yeah, show. Check it out. Check yeah, it out. It's, it's all right. It's not bad. It's 16 hours long an episode and worth every dime. And we haven't had anybody go through a full episode yet, but people tell us they like the yeah, but the part of the episode they listen to. So yeah, hopefully... either the first hour or the second hour, depending. Yeah, on they the don't. Person. Yeah, they can't do the whole thing. They can't do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just impossible. It's impossible. And uh, be sure to follow BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey. Listen to all of our other great podcasts on Broad Street Hockey, folks. That's all we got. Until next time, good night and good hockey. Oh, and happy New Year, I guess. Sure. <laughs>